Yo! Welcome to episode 157 of the Zay Comba Podcast. It's your boy CCP from the A63, aka number one podcaster in Polk County, aka Mr. Zay Coleman. How y'all doing today? I need to get something off my chest before we get going with the final audio only podcast, basketball podcast. I'm going to put it that way. Of this uh, this current iteration of the Zay Coleman podcast, I need to have a conversation with my fellow media correspondents, my fellow um, watchers of the game we call basketball. Can we stop giving the Lakers this much attention? And no, this has zero to do with them losing to the Timberwolves for a second time in the preseason. This has everything to do with everything going off on off the court. Stop giving the Russell Westbrook. Not joining the huddle attention. Stop giving him coming off the bench, which just came out earlier today. Uh, attention. Stop giving Anthony Davis having zero points in the fourth quarter attention. Until this team is watchable, stop giving them this much attention. I understand oh, they're in Los Angeles. They're in Hollywood. So, you know, they're going to get the spotlight. They suck. Stop it. Stop giving them attention. And it won't be this big of an issue. Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. We told you game what, 15, 20 of last year. The coming off the bench is probably good for him long term. But y'all don't want to listen to me when I said that. Y'all thought I was hating on Russ. Y'all, thought, man, y'all, was, t- y'all was throwing that MVP season in my face like a motherfucker. Guess what? Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench now. Are you happy? I will rewind the tape if y'all want me to. In December. I told you that coming off the bench was the best course of action long term. Y'all didn't want to believe me, though. It was either trade him or bench him. I think that might be the title of the episode, to be honest with you. But I guarantee you, at some point in December, it was right around maybe mid to late December, towards the Christmas part, I told you that benching Russ was the best course of action long term. Because he. And LeBron James just simply can't coexist. Now, again, this should not be publicized, but for some reason, it's front page news no matter where you go. I go to Twitter, everybody's talking about Russ being benched. I go to Instagram, everybody's talking about Russ being benched. I go on my fantasy league, which y'all should go check out, by the way. We still need two spots to be filled. Everybody in the chat is talking about, yo, the Russ being benched is just a sign of things to come. I can't go anywhere without Russ being benched being down my timeline. How about Norman Powell having the most efficient 30-point game in the history of this league? Huh? Is that being publicized? No. It's in the same damn city. And Norman Powell having 34 points on 96% true shooting is not being publicized. That is not hitting front page news. No, Russell Westbrook being a sixth man is the biggest news that has come out in the last three days. Really? Not John Morant and Kay Cunningham having, or maybe toward, maybe towards Jay Nivey, if I'm being honest with you, had a crazy dual battle last night. Is that being talked about? And no, this is not me having my Pistons bias. No, this is not being publicized. Two of the most dynamic young guards of a generation going at it. Preseason, I know. 
but still two of the most dynamic guards of a generation is going at it. And Russell Westbrook being benched is trending? Let's stop as a community giving the Lakers this much attention. All right? We're done. We're, we are done covering the Los Angeles Lakers and the, the you know, outside perimeter. Unless they're playing an actual game, which they do play tonight. Unless they're playing an actual game, we need to stop covering them. Because it's sickening. I understand, you know, they're one of 30 NBA teams, so you have no choice but to cover them. Yes, I will cover the games. I will, I will watch all 82 Lakers games, whether if they're painful or not to watch. It is my job to watch them. But it, it just... It, it, the, out, the outer part of the, the Lakers organization... The, the 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 you know the the inner working relationships between the seventeen or now tw- currently twenty players on the Los Angeles Lakers roster is sickening to cover. It's nauseating. It is. It it hurts because again, there's twenty nine other competent uh, twenty eight. The Phoenix Suns are in turmoil right now, but twenty eight other competent organizations as we speak. And here we are with the Lakers are trending once again. I put the Lakers in the title of my episodes for clicks. I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to shame. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. But talking, I will not talk about the Lakers for the next six months. Because realistically, this team ain't good. I'm not expecting the team to be good in April. But they're not getting any out uh, extracurricular conversation out of me unless I'm talking about the 48 minutes that they are on the floor. <sighs> With that being said, I want to get into a couple of other people, a couple of teams that played last night, the Grizzlies and the Detroit Pistons. Admittedly, I caught about two and a half quarters of this game. I was, you know, out in the in the streets of Lakeland, if you was in Lakeland and y'all saw me out there, I know a couple of people saw me out there, but if you see me in the streets of Lakeland, you know, you say what's up to your boy. But we was at the food truck rally. I was getting my hair cut, and I missed tip off. I'm gonna be honest with you. I missed tip off. Missed most of the first quarter. Caught the end of the first quarter while I was outside. You know, I I can't miss my team play twice in a row. So I was watching the game. You know, no biggie, as I usually do. It was a fun duel last night. Granted, Jay Ivey, like I said, his, his numbers weren't great, but, you know, he had a couple of really nice plays. A couple of really nice plays. He, you know, had the split after the pick and roll split between the two defenders and had the dunk. He had a, even a couple of good defensive plays I'd even add. I will say, though, Detroit, this small man lineup is not going to work. If you want to have a chance of winning, going to the playoffs, the small man lineup cannot work, bro. I understand this might have to do with Nerlens Noel's uh, injury, so this might be just be a a precautionary lineup, if you will. But beef stew at the five just does not work anymore, bro. It was cool the first couple of years when you know we knew we sucked, so we just gonna put whoever out there. And it, now that Isaiah Stewart's taking 10 threes in a game. You might as well just put him at the four. Like it's it's I don't understand. Like the 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 
I'm not even gonna say ignorance because, like I said, that that might be a little bit uh, too harsh. I guess the word might be. But if you're gonna go big, just start Jalen Duran. Again, if you have zero plans of winning this year, just start Jalen Duran. See what you have in him. We see what we see what we have in Beef Stew. He's going to be a guy that's going to take three years. Maybe not make him at a high volume, but like I say, probably take him a three, four a game and shoot maybe thirty percent. I'll be happy with that, honestly. But just see what you have in Jalen Duran long term. If he's if, like I said, and he's going to be a foul merchant. Every young big man is. Let's be honest. Mitchell Robinson was. Robert Williams was. Um, DeAndre Ayton was. Every young center is going to be a foul merchant. It's just that's just uh, the nature of the game. But at least see what you have in him first before we try to you know just just run this beef to small man because we see what we have in it and it's, it it doesn't work. Got killed by um, Brandon Clark and uh, Xavier Tillman yesterday. That it was it was a rough rough game to watch from the centers. Even Cade, and again, I understand Cade could give less of a shit about preseason, but it was it was difficult to to digest. I'm gonna be honest with you, it was really really difficult to digest. But the Grizzlies, they look solid. Them and the Timberwolves, I think, have been my two favorite teams to watch in the preseason. And no, not because the Timberwolves were the Lakers twice, but because those are two. And again, the cat, the Timberwolves don't have cat. Didn't have Rudy Gobert, I think, the first two games, that are, two, three games that they played in preseason. Um, I don't, they had, didn't have D'Angelo Russell for the most part. This Timberwolves team has basically been good with two of their three guys missing. And Anthony Edwards played horrific in the, against the Lakers, too, by the way. And it was mostly the bench that was going crazy. Austin Rivers, uh, Brent Forbes, Kyle Anderson, no, it was Nas Reed, even Luka Garza, who you know, I know Anthony, we talked about the Anthony Davis thing, but Luka Garza had 15 points in the fourth quarter. like. That is, like, as a Pistons fan, and somebody that was cool with uh with um Luke Garza being a second round pick uh that year, or twenty twenty one, um, I was happy for him, man. Like it was, it was, it like I said, it was different. It was weird that Luke Garza was like the fourth quarter savior, but oddly enough, it's gonna be. It was a uh, like I said, it was a pretty. It was a fun experience to to watch him play, but. The Timberwolves are going to be fun. The Grizzlies, again, back to the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies will be uh, fun because they're still a deep team, even losing Kyle Anderson for nothing. Um, this is still a really, really deep roster. They drafted with three, four guys. They um, unfortunately lost to Anthony Melton, which I thought was an excellent piece for them last year. But like I said, they still brought, uh, brought back Ty Jones. They added uh, Vince Williams and Jake, Jake Laveria, um, David Roddy. Like I said, this is still a, a very um, deep organization. And I, I expect them to still be good, even, like I said, adding a bunch of young dudes. But there is a whole host of games tonight, which is actually uh, which is interesting because I think this is the, the last um, night for preseason. This is the, the preseason closer. We got, what, eight games tonight, I believe. Um, nine games, sorry. Um, Cavs, Magic. Rockets, Pacers, Celtics, Raptors, Wizards, Dicks, Nets, Timberwolves, Hawks, Pelicans, Mavs, Jazz, Nuggets, Warriors, and Lakers, Kings are all tonight. And then Tuesday comes up, man, which, again, I want to keep um, plugging this. Tuesday is the first video episode, bro. YouTube.com forward slash they talk to. This is going to be the first video podcast 
basketball podcast on this uh of um on the channel, which is it's weird that I'm still saying this because, like I said, I don't have a, a whole lot of plans outside of you know what I've already plugged. You know, the NBA two game previewing the two games, doing our predictions episode. Like I said, it's, outside of that, not a whole lot of um stuff plans. But like, that's still what a half hour. Because like I said, there's what nine awards I believe the two uh, that we're doing predictions for: MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, Defensive Player of the Year. Most approved, coach of the year, executive of the year, um, and then statistical. So actually, more than uh, nine is um, points uh, leading, lead, leading scorer, rebounder, playmaker, or passer, um, defender, steals and blocks, and then uh, minutes. Which, unfortunately, I would call this an annual episode, but that was that's one of the. And again, I keep wanting to talk about it because I've actually gotten this um, asked to me before. It's, you say it's a hundred and something episodes. But there's like two episodes missing. One of two episodes that got blocked by, um, got blocked by Spotify because it had music playing in the background that wasn't mine or wasn't like their music. Was um, it was my predictions episode last year, where I, I think I don't think I got a single one right. Honestly, <laughs> be honest, I I'm. A, Spoiler: My MVP is the same, but I think I, I think every single one of them. Actually, I got Rudy Gobert being the leading rebounder. I got that right, but um, basically every single one of them I got wrong. <laughs> it was um, I believe I had Luca winning MVP, but Defensive Player of the Year I think it was Draymond. If I'm not mistaken, which Draymond getting injured kind of ruined that, but he definitely would have been Defensive Player of the Year about halfway through the season. Um. My sixth man of the year, I had Jordan Clarkson repeating. I did not think Tyler Hero was going to take the jump in year three. I thought it would be a year four jump for him, similar to like Miles Bridges. But I think uh, I couldn't even remember who I had on my as my uh, six man. Oh no, my uh, I'm I'm my most improved. I don't. I genuinely don't remember my. I think Jordan Poole was my, was my most improved, which I was close. Um, I think Tyler Hero ended up winning most improved also, or was I? Tri- I'm, I might be tripping. I think it was Jordan. I think I don't remember. I think I for sure had Jordan Poole winning uh, most improved. But though I don't know why I don't know why I gave so much Warriors love last year. Maybe it's it's interesting though. But yeah, it was like a uh, it was, that got blocked, and then I had a an entire Portland Trailblazers rant, twenty five minutes that got blocked. But uh, I think it was because again back in the day, and you can even hear it in the episodes too. Um, we used to do basketball. We, we used to do the podcast in the gym, in the basketball gym. So, yeah, it was a it was a rough time back in the day, dog. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> it was a very rough uh, recording era for me. But we're in a better place now, and you know we we doing we we successful. That's all we're gonna say. But something I do want to discuss just a little bit, also. Um, when it comes to different stuff around the basketball community, community. people want to uh, have asked me a few questions, and you know, just like I said, just be me being a man of the people. I thought I might answer them on the podcast. So, a couple of people asked me, "What has been? What is your uh, your Jesus blanked out mid podcast? What is your uh, inspiration when it comes to podcasting?" Like ninety eight percent of us have always th- uh, thought is usually watching through the wire. 
Like that's just just straight up. Like you know, <laughs> the cat the cat is out the bag. It was it was through the wire. And again, we even me and Naraya talked about it on one episode. I believe it was the, the Virginia episode, but I genuinely have no clue. Um, we talked about like uh, yeah, our inspiration was literally we saw the through the wire come up, and I was like, yo, we should do something like that with the four of us. And at the time, it was me, Narayan, Matt, who's been on the podcast, and Ja, who eventually will be on the podcast. Because I think I've talked, I've talked to Ja a couple times and uh, recently, but they, we, it was a, the conversation was the four of us to do the podcast. But I believe it was a situation where like my mic, I didn't have a mic, I didn't have a microphone, so I was just using a phone microphone, and it sucked. So basically, like, it, like no quality whatsoever was coming through the podcast. So it ended up that's what fun fact. That was the original idea of the Kids of Culture, which y'all can actually check the Kids of Culture out on YouTube. It's uh that was the original idea of the Kids of Culture podcast was the four of us, but then it branched off into like twenty different people in our friend group. So you know, at any given moment, you'll uh, see a lot, a lot of different Kids of Culture. I will absolutely also be doing Kids of Culture reactions potentially on uh on YouTube also. Wink, wink. Uh, spoiler alert. So, uh, if you want uh, to see me check that out, y'all can uh, hit me up on the socials, and I will 100% do a reaction on my boys' podcast, even though, you know, some of them might not be genuine because I've seen the podcast before, but always want to check out the boys' content whenever whenever and wherever uh, it becomes available or when time becomes available. I'm just I'm spitballing here because I have zero plan for this episode. Nothing has happened in the last three days other than, than Lakers news, which we're not talking about today. So honestly, I can spitball and still give y'all a twenty minute episode. Now, I do want to discuss my uh, the prediction stuff, and I'm gonna reiterate this on Tuesday. These are opinionated. I will keep saying this for the rest of time. No, I don't make stupid opinions. But these are still opinions. If you don't agree with me or you think I'm a casual, spoiler alert, I'm not, you need to get a grip, please. And yes, I am talking into the microphone because some of y'all need to hear this. Get a grip. It is an opinion. You can say whatever you want about the opinion, but it is still opinion. I don't want to hear you tell me I'm wrong because you think that just don't want a name out there. Jason Tatum should be the MVP when I have Luka as an MVP. I don't want you to tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You might differ from me and I might disagree, but you're not wrong in your opinion. Jason Tatum could win MVP. Now, if you think, now if you're just going to be on some trolling shit, then yes, I, I will tell, tell you you're wrong, but you, I will never say that you're wrong. If you give a genuine opinion to counter mine, I will never say you're wrong. I'll never dis- discontinue your opinion just because, you know, you disagree with me. That's what this game is about. I will never in my life, and it probably again until the day I die, honestly, I will never have an opinion about your opinion. And that's something we're going to talk about in the fog pod. I'm glad I mentioned that. I have notes of the pod pod, but not for the regular NBA pod. Shut up. But 
I just it's weird that it's like I've never I've never given that much attention to what another person's opinion was. And again, that might just be a me thing. That might just be how I was brought up. But I've I've never thought to myself as like I I don't care that about your opinion because it differs from mine. Like it's it it does not it makes the least lick of sense in my head. But again, that's not all, not everybody was raised the same. That's all. And not everybody was, you know, brought up in the same thought process that I was. Now, to dif- di- uh, differentiate from that before we uh, kind of get too deep into the pog pod a little bit. I want to uh, specify a couple of things for me. Actually, just thought about this on the head. We're literally off the cuff. I might do a combination episode right now. Just because I don't think I'm going to be able to fill uh, 45 minutes of basketball content in this podcast because not a lick has happened in the season. So we're going to fill out this content, uh, this podcast with Pog Pod content. BRB. Yo. Episode 12 of the Pog Pod, where we give two thumbs up, but you can't see it yet. This is the, when was the last time we've done the Pog Pod? I feel like it's been about oh, about three weeks. I think the last one was actually on my birthday, which is hilarious enough. But today's topic that we're going to discuss is friendship. I'm playing. Today's, we don't really have a, a specific topic on the podcast because guess what? We, this is, all right, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret when we do the, when we do these podcasts. So, planning of this podcast, I have a, I guess you could say a creative pitch team. It's just me and the homies. We talk about shit that we want to talk about on our, about on our perspective podcast. So, the first two hours of the conversation it's just bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Usually these meetings take about three hours. Two of these hours are bullshit hours. And these bullshit hours are between eleven PM and one AM. Just for context. <laughs> Cause all right, so like I said, when we go into these podcasts, especially now in this like dead part between the end of preseason and the start of the regular season, we talk about absolutely nothing and when i say nothing i mean we're talking about everything except what the fuck we're supposed to be talking about we do zero i want to reemphasize that zero podcast talk zero it's us talking about bullshit with sports us talking about bullshit with females us talking about bullshit with anything on the planet politics whatever Social media in general, whatever, except what we're supposed to talk about. So when I come to this podcast with zero stuff, because we all work side jobs. We all, we all have our other, you know, nine to five or we're in school. That's usually what 
you know, we are doing for most of the week. So that's why we have these creative pitch meetings at like midnight. That's what I'm thinking. So when I come to this podcast with zero to talk about, that is the exact reason why. (laughs) So today's podcast, this conversation stemmed up. It was in the middle of a conversation I had yesterday. And and it it was reemphasized this morning when I was talking to a homegirl. So basically... And we've kind of divvied on this top, topic a little bit. That's why I feel like this is a remix episode. That's why you heard the little remix earlier. Friendship. And again, when I say friendship, I specifically mean friend zoning. And I wouldn't even, and again, there's certain types of friend zoning. There's the intentional friend zone. There's the intentional, there's the, there's the, there's the intentional, there's the unintentional friend zone. And then there's the neutral friend zone. The intentional friend zone, y'all come to a mutual agreement that is, you know, like you said, y'all y'all never gonna be dating, but y'all are still cool. I have females that I'm cool with. Am I, you know, going hanging out with them every day? Hell no, that ain't that ain't my thing. But I still I, I still have like a, a genuine I have a connection with them that's not built on a relationship, and that's honestly you want a. You want an unpopular opinion on this podcast? Here it is. Having a close friendship with a girl is better than having a relationship with a girl. You have all the the things that y'all love and y'all share a connection with, but y'all don't have a commitment to each other. You don't have to worry about a commitment. That's that's basically what a friendship is. It is a relationship with uh, with a girl with zero commitment. That's why a lot of y'all are in situationships and not relationships y'all have a connection with a girl but y'all don't want to get committed to her and that's what i want to have a conversation with about in this episode again that's the intentional friend zone the unintentional friend zone is that you kind of have this feeling for a girl and but she don't have the same feelings for you but she still kind of she fucks with you as a man but she ain't willing to tell you just yet that's the unintentional friend zone and then there's the neutral friend zone where Y'all just don't know. Y'all just hanging out. Y'all don't. There's y'all zero conversation about, um, uh, uh, about hanging out with a girl or sorry, but about being in a relationship with a girl. None of that has ever come up in conversation ever, and that's what I want to talk about in this episode. Again, this is going to be the first pod pause where we don't do the question system because guess what? We ain't got no questions. We doing the. I'm telling you, this is the only podcast you get straight off the dome for a half hour. And it still be quality. I'm sipping on my cold water right now. This is a comfortable episode, boys and girls. You know, we got the, we got we got that uh, 11% podcast listeners is the females. Trust me, we 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 still we still be hitting the demographics, right? But for the most part, fellas, this is a conversation that me and y'all definitely need to have as a conglomerate. As a male and female species on this planet, male conversation, 50%, female conversation, 50%. And no, this isn't going to be a male-dominated episode. This is going to be a conversation for the females, too. Both if, both situations, both males and females, need to have a conversation with each other on establish, establishing boundaries. 
if a conversation, if the neutral friendship or sorry, the the neutral friend zone, I feel like is the most. I think it's the more comfortable place uh, between the three. I think the unintentional friend zone is the most damaging of the of the three conglomerates. And the the neutral and sorry the the intentional friend zone, I feel like is the most balanced of the of the three. That's why, and it sounds weird that the the neutral isn't the most balanced, but it's I'd say the neutral is the most unpredictable. Is probably the word I wanted to, to use there. But in basically in conversation, and again, which is why I wanted to deviate on the topic at least a little bit. It's because I had a conversation with a homegirl. Actually, a couple homegirls I've had this conversation with recently. But for the most part, it's a it's a, a situation where a couple of dudes don't recognize that that they're in a situation where they they're really realistically not understanding if they if, the, if they really feeling a girl like genuine feelings have a relationship type goal with this female. Or they're simply just like they're they're going into it blind. They think, no, dang, I'm about to get the girl in my dreams. This girl don't want a relationship. Like it's it's a a backwards trope that us as males we don't realize until it's way too late. Whereas like we think a girl might be into us, and we might be into this girl. But realistically, y'all don't have the the truest, deepest connection with each other to establish any sort of boundaries on the relationship. Y'all, y'all, y'all fuck with each other's vibes for the first few weeks, months, years, maybe that y'all know each other, but y'all haven't had the simplest of conversations on why y'all feel like y'all should be together. That is a situationship. That is, I guess, you could consider a neutral. Or sorry, I guess you say a unintentional friend zone where y'all still have not established a boundary per se on a relationship. It's simply a connection. It, again, love is difficult. I'm going to be honest with you. As somebody who's been through his, you know, I wouldn't say fair share because that made me sound like a hoe, but somebody that's, you know, got experience in being in a relationship. Realistically, the the is difficult to keep a one hundred and fifteen percent bond with somebody at such a young age. And again, it's realistically, and again, trust me, it's not impossible. But and again, it, honestly, at this point, it takes the bare minimum. That's just just being honest with you. But realistically, I have I've seen, and again have been witness to a lot of different people in a lot of different types of relationships. Some just don't coexist. Some just, and that is that, that just goes back to the point of where, what conversation was had between the announcement of y'all dating and the announcement of y'all breaking up. Have y'all had to establish what this, I guess you can call, call it, relationship is long-term everybody has short-term goals for a relationship no one establishes the long-term goal of the relationship nobody is establishing what is going to happen 15 20 25 years from now we think 
Hey, you want to go to the movies a couple weeks from now? Hey, you want to go to the park a couple days from now? That's what it is. That's what relationships are built off of. It's not about 25, 30 years from now, y'all going to be married, have two, three kids, and, you know, you sending them off to college. That's never. That's not the plan. Everybody has a short-term plan. Nobody has a long-term plan. And that's what's going to mess y'all up when y'all 25, 30. Is y'all done been through every girl in the, in the county, in the city. But not a single one of them you've built a genuine connection to long-term. Three to six weeks, maybe. Three to six months. Y'all get lucky a year. But nothing is planned five, 10, 15 years from now. If you have that that goal, if you have that planned out, if you have your entire life with somebody mapped out, congratulations. You found your one for life. But I have yet to come across a single solitary soul that has ever gone through that, has ever actually had that mapped out. That isn't like four, five, six years older than me. I said, if you have your future 20, 25 years mapped out ahead, congratulations. You have officially won life. You have your one. You have your your W for the rest of your life. But I have yet to come across a single solitary soul that isn't like 27 at the current moment, 28, 29, 30, that has their future mapped out. And it, is it sad? No. We're probably we're likely, this is realistically, and again, had this conversation earlier, this was supposed to be our host stage. Unfortunately, you know, I've matured, so I'm I'm past that. But I'm very much in the minority of my age group. Realistically, we're supposed to be in the host stage right now. We're supposed to be, you know, tagging four, five, six, seven girls at once. And realistically, relationship, the long-term relationship isn't on the front, back, or central of our mind right now. Our mind is you know, get as many girls as we, as we can, you know, trying to monetize, but you get what I'm trying to say, as much as humanly possible, and still live free. Because realistically, 24, 25 years old, that's about settlement age, where you're financially stable and mentally stable enough to have kids, be in a st- in stable and... uh wealthy long-term relationship physically and mentally you can you can be able to to handle having a couple of kids and being uh, tied down to one person for the rest of your life and it not be out of the realm of possibility but in the you know being 19 20 years old that's that shouldn't that's not necessarily in the front of our mind in mortal in um in mortal man I know it might be the most random. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but in the Kendrick Lamar song "Mortal Man," obviously they do the the outro at the the end of the song. And God, why is the name slipping my head? I feel so bad as a hip hop head. I feel so bad for not 
remember who said, who was talking about it. But they was talking about basically, and again paraphrasing here, that we have probably as adults, as young adults, five to six years of being at our physical peak. And then that's when we start to to dwindle away. And and again, obviously he was talking about in a more of in a uh I guess you can say in a, a racial sense. I don't know if that's the, the perfect word that I wanna to use in that situation, but I believe it might have been it might have been Buster Rhymes, I think it was talking about it. Like I I generally, the the voice is very New York heavy, but I, I believe it was Buster Rhymes I said. But anyways, it, we have as as young adults five, uh, five to six years of our physical peak, and then that's when we start to to fade away into real adulthood. Like between eighteen and twenty four, twenty five, that's when we are genuinely at our peaks as young adults. After twenty five, that's when you start to you know you you can you feel more and more that you're aging than you are you know, fine wine as a, as a kid, basically, you still mentally a child, even though your age, you're 22, 23 years old, you still mentally are potentially, like, again, you have traits of an adult, but you're not an adult. And that's something that not a whole lot of people get yet. It's just, you know, we want to be adult, full adults at 19, 20 years old without going through the hardships of a young adult. And that's, I feel like that's something that is missing in a relationship is the, the rising above what the, the current situation. People want to get to the top, but don't know how to get there is basically what I'm getting at when it comes to relationships is that you want a stable relationship, but don't know how to create the necessary steps to get to said stable relationship. And then that's where everything falls apart. That's just the conversation that I, I'm, I thought was necessary to have today as honestly don't know what brought upon that conversation, but that conversation was brought upon in this episode. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to close out. I got probably a two to three hour window before I got to head to the, to the head to the high school. By the way, in plugging, if you are still listening to this episode and you are in the Polk County area, I label myself Polk County's number one podcast, by the way, for a reason. If you are in the Polk County area, I will be at the Lake Gibson Kathleen game today. If you want to say what's up, take pictures, whatever, by all means, come up to the boy. I am an easy, easy conversation, especially you hear it on this podcast. I am an easy conversation for sure. To say what's up. Make your presence known. But if you missed the previous 156 episodes of the Jay Coleman podcast, you can check them out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and of course, right here on our sponsor today, Anchor. Until next time, I love you. You love me. Let's love each other. See you.